You're listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church in Jacksonville, Florida. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org. Now let's listen in. I was just sitting here exploding in my mind, and I didn't bring a pen. I didn't think to ask Nancy to borrow hers, but uh, I was getting five or six things while during worship of just 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 exploding in my mind, you know, and I wanted to write them down, and I thought, you know what, that's going to distract me from worship if I spend all my time writing down. I spent enough time today writing down, so I really needed to just acknowledge, spend time with the Lord. And some of the things that were sung tonight were just awesome. I mean, nothing is more important to me than Jesus. You know, and if nothing is more important to you than Jesus, isn't the people around you going to see that? Won't they? If nothing in the whole world is more important to you than Jesus, people will notice it. They will see it in your life. And it's awesome when that happens. And that's where we want to live. We want to live where every place you make a step and every store you go, people are exposed, not to COVID, but to the presence of God. Because he is in you and he's living in you. And you belong to him. And he is going to radiate and expose you um, to people and divine appointments. And it's a wonderful thing and it's a wonderful life. And all we need to do is just go with the flow. That's what he wants. He wants us to enjoy life. Enjoy our relationship with him. But he wants to use us. So what I want to focus on tonight, another thought I had was I was going to pick on people to come up and give their testimony in two minutes or less. <laughs> so I'm not sure I want to do that. So uh, it'd be better if you had time to prepare. Um, but can you imagine if I ask you to come up here and stand up here and in two minutes or less share your testimony, your life before Jesus, how you receive, how you came to know Jesus, and what your life has been afterwards. Could you do that? Anybody think they can? Yeah, in two minutes. Well, that's all you're going to have talking to somebody that you just met at the grocery store. Isn't that right? They're not going to give you 30 minutes, are they? (laughs) No, they're grocery shopping, sister. They're not going to... From my experience, no, they're not going to give you that much time. But they will give you one or two minutes, especially if what you're sharing is interesting. So what I want to share tonight, and uh, the way I want to do this is uh, I want to ask some questions, and I would like us all to participate. So I see you all got your arms crossed. I don't know if that means you're not going to participate. There you go. (laughs) That's better. Oh, you're cold. <laughs> okay, well, cold, cold works. 
So uh, uh, this is what I want to do. So I want to share a couple things here, and then I want to start asking questions, and I'd like you to be involved. That's what we do on Tuesday night at Hub Group. At we share, we, we got a, a, a subject and a, a topic, and then we, we all hit it, okay? There's no wrong answers. It's just participation as, as needed, okay? Can you do that? You willing? All right. Especially you. <laughs> okay. All right. The focus tonight or today is how can we help new followers of Jesus and non-followers who are interested in becoming a follower? How can we help them? To start with, most of us know the things we'll discuss tonight. The problem with that is we know them up here intellectually. And what I want to do is we need to get them, get to know them by revelation and experience in our walk with Jesus, sharing them with others, being able to share with others. Now, it's not about you learning something new. We're not going to learn anything new tonight. I look around the room, and everybody in here knows pretty much what I'm going to share. The thing is, it's about you giving to others what you already own. You own the things that we're going to talk about tonight. You own them. You've heard them for years. You own them. The wisdom and revelation that you possess, you have it. It's just a matter of finding someone who wants what you have. Do you have somebody in your life that wants what you have? Amen, Jim? And that's the key. Let's see, the Lord wants us to share what he has given us with others. But a lot of times we just sit back and we don't step out and share. And it's not something that we have to share, something that we don't know. We're going to share what you already know. If I was to ask you your profession, or used to be your profession if you're retired, to stand up and share about electrical, you could ramble off just brrrr, exactly what you do for a living, what you do for a job, and how you do your job like that. Okay? Your relationship with Jesus needs to be like that. And, it, and it, the information is already in you. It's just a matter of how can we let it out. Are y'all tracking with me? Okay, everybody? Okay. So how do we do that? It's very simple. You ask. You just ask somebody. You just get in a conversation, just like I've shared testimony after testimony from here in, in this church about going up to total strangers, getting in a conversation, and then bringing it around to talking about Jesus. And from my experience of doing, doing this for years and years, I mean tens and tens of years, 
that nobody, not one person, has ever rebuked me or cussed me out. And we're talking hundreds and hundreds of people. Nobody has ever rebuked me. They get out of my face, you blah, 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 four-letter word. Nobody has ever done that. But the devil would tell us that's exactly what's going to happen. Amen? Have you had that thought before? That the enemy is going to let you have it and that you're not going to know what to share and you're going to look like an idiot? You don't need to share something that you don't know. All we need to do is share what we know. You already know stuff about Jesus. You know stuff about the word. Every one of us in here, you share what you know. And the bottom line is, you can always go back to sharing your testimony. Nobody can say anything negative about your testimony because that's subjective. They can't say, well, I don't believe that. Because it's you. You're sharing your life and what's happened with you personally. They can't argue with that. Okay? And for the most part, they're not going to argue. All right, let's read Matthew 28. I've got my world-class reader up here on the front row, Lee. So ESV would be a good one. Um, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Did you get that? You got it in your Bibles and in your phone? Go into the world and make disciples. Now, the literal translation, listen to this. This is, this is important. The literal translation of Jesus' command is, as you are going, make disciples. As you are going, make disciples. That's a little bit different, isn't it? As you're going, what does that mean? Question. Who'd like to answer that? What does that mean? As you are going, make disciples. Somebody. Wherever you go. So it's a lifestyle. Y'all agree? So it's not something you don't have to go get a master's degree in disciple making. Okay? You don't need to learn a ton of stuff. You don't have to go to Bible college. Even though that wouldn't be bad if it was the right one, you know. But, uh, but as you go, just share and live your life. As you're going, share on the fly. That's one way to look at it. Share spiritual truths that's alive in you what's real in your everyday life as you go about your life that you're living 
you share what's inside you. Okay? So if you enter into talking to somebody, whether at work, at school, uh, somebody in your family, at a picnic, tomorrow at a picnic or a, a cookout, then you just share what's inside you as you go, as you live your life. It's not complicated. You know, a lot of times people think of, oh, go, go make disciples of all nations. Oh, that means I'm going to have to quit my job and I'm going to have to go overseas and become a missionary and all this. No. As you go throughout your life, whatever you got, whatever your job, whatever you plan on doing, your purpose in life, as you are going, share with people. And the sharing is disciple-making. Okay. Uh, I'm not... So what, what's a disciple anyway? Somebody give me a definition of a disciple. Okay, Ron's not going to be able to answer all the questions. So he said a student. What else? He could. He can answer them all, but I want to hear from other people. What is a disciple of Jesus? Are you a disciple of Jesus? Okay, what are you? A follower. Perfect answer. Okay, a follower of Jesus. But what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? Walking in his footsteps. That's true relationship with with Jesus okay well, uh, okay is a relationship with Jesus see all these things we know but the point is that how can we share what we know with somebody that does not know that's the key that's what making disciples is all about and what did Jesus tell us to do as we go make disciples he commanded us to do that. He didn't tell us to go out and get a bunch of decisions. You get somebody to pray a prayer, receive Jesus in their heart, and then you leave them and never talk to them again. There's nowhere in the Bible that it says to do that. Does anybody ever know, ever find anything in there that says that? Pray a prayer? He said, go and make disciples. Now, making disciples can involve someone deciding to give their life to Jesus and follow him. Question. When does a person actually become a disciple of Jesus? Somebody besides Ron? Jim. When they submit when they submit to his will. Can you, can you picture yourself talking with someone and getting into a conversation about Jesus, and they ask you, how does someone become a disciple of Jesus? What would you tell them? Okay. Okay, 
So a disciple is a follower of Jesus, so that means that they're following what Jesus commanded them to do, which is make disciples. So they didn't have much learning time, did they? I mean, if they become a disciple, how much time do they have to learn before they start making disciples themselves? It seems like there's not a whole lot of time there, is there? Right. So they could start out sharing their testimony. Because everybody that's a follower of Jesus has got what? A testimony. So if that's all they got, that's they could start there. So it's not a matter that you don't have anything to share. It's a matter of whether we open our mouth and share. And we ask questions of people. People are hungry. There are so many people out there that would love, from my experience of talking to people, strangers, they love entering into a conversation about Jesus. They actually do like it. They're not going to resist you. We've been taught that they will resist you. They don't, they're not interested. Nobody has been talking to them for years and years and years, and some of them never have. I was at the seafood bar at Publix, and the guy came up and was talking to me about salmon, and I was going to get a piece of salmon, and I turned a conversation around, and I shared with him about Jesus. And when I was sharing with him about Jesus... This was a few years ago. He said, you know what? I've been in this city 27 years, and you're the first person that's ever talked to me about Jesus. 27 years. And it's not that people can't share what's inside. It's they don't know how, and they're not willing to open their mouth and just make friends. And then just share and bring up a conversation about the Lord. Okay. Uh, a good question to ask someone who may have a desire to have a further conversation. Let me see if I... Okay. It might be a little bit scattered here, but just follow along. A good question if you're talking to someone... A question to ask someone who, who may have a desire about further conversation. I mean, you talk to them about Jesus, and they show an interest. Instead of just saying, well, it was nice talking to you. Yeah, have a nice evening. Bye. And you never see them again. It appears you have an interest in knowing this is what you might say. It appears you have an interest in knowing more about Jesus Christ. Is that true? Or are you just showing an interest because you don't want to hurt my feelings? And find out if they really are interested in continuing on. If they are and they say, yeah, I like talking about this. This is, this is really good. I want to hear more. If they're interested in knowing more, ask him if they would like to get together, perhaps once a week or so, and discuss truths from the Bible that has helped you through years of knowing him. And when you're sharing with them, show confidence that you have, uh, that what you have to share is life-changing, because it is. So, I mean, if you say to someone that you just met and you're talking about Jesus, if they show an interest, I mean, it might be one or two people a year 
okay? But if you're ready, you could say, would you be interested in getting together with me? Maybe we can have lunch or breakfast, and, and we could continue talking about this some more. I'll even buy your lunch, okay? And then if they say yes, then meet them for lunch and start talking to them, find out where they are, um, uh, find out where they are in, in knowledge about Jesus and about the Bible, because you don't want to go over a bunch of things that they already know, okay? Just kind of find out where they're at and then start, go from there. So another question you might want to ask them is, have you ever had a mentor? Have you ever had a mentor? You ask somebody that, and they might say yes, they might say no. Says, well, would you like a spiritual mentor? Someone that could help you grow in the Lord? I'd like to offer to help you in that area, if you're interested. If you're not interested, that's fine. So you want to kind of pull back away, pull it away from a little bit. Not just, you know, get so exuberant that you push them away. Just say, I'd, I'd like to get together with you and help you, if that's something that you want. If you don't, that's fine. You know, but if you are, then I'm willing to get together with you. And we can talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus. All right. Before you share everything you know with someone, find out what, with questions how much they already know about the Bible. Let them talk. Do they know about Christ before he appeared on Christmas Day? Do they know that he came, why he came to earth, and what he's doing now? Do they know these things? Let's read Jeremiah 1.5. This is a very good subject to talk about. Jeremiah Chapter 1, verse 5. Is this helping at all? Is it? Come on, guys. If it's not helping, we can go home. <laughs> but if it's helping, I mean, there's some things I want to share with you that'll, that'll kind of release you to be able to help other people. Jeremiah 1, 5. Anybody else got it? What? Yeah, that's fine. You want me to read it? I want you to read it in the mic. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, is that something good to share with someone that you know, about spiritual things that doesn't know hardly anything, to be able to tell them, um, where am I? Okay, good. it's a good truth to share that you are to share with someone, you're a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. That's what the Bible teaches. You are an eternal being. Everything was fine until man fell in the garden, was separated from God, his creator, but Jesus restored your relationship with your heavenly father. But you must receive what Jesus did for you as he shares John 3.16. Let's look at John 3.16 and then pull it out and read it to him. Or better yet, have them read it to you. See how simple that is? 
to be able to, if, you're, if you get together with someone, and that's a powerful, because see, if when you tell somebody that God knew them before they were in their mother's womb, that opens up their thinking, their mind, to realize God knew them and cared about them, and he cares about them now. No, Ron? No, it's okay. Okay. Okay, another verse, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Got that, Lee? Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray with me, and I will hear you. 13 also? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Think about sharing that verse, or better yet, having them read that in front of you. Wasn't that powerful? I'll change their worldview. I'll change their thinking. Share revelation you have received. It will flow from your heart. Remember, you can't go wrong sharing what God has shown you. Okay, in John 5, 9, and then again in John 12, 49... We don't need to read them, but uh, those verses share that Jesus spoke only what the Father spoke to him. And the other verse says that he only did what he saw the Father do. So he only said what God gave him to say, and then he only did what the Father showed him to do. That is awesome. I don't understand. I mean, he only saw and heard, and he's doing it out of experience. Yeah, he's he's doing it out of experience from what he's seen and what he's heard. That's what he wants us to do. Right. Yeah, he wants us to share, to speak, and to do from experience. That's what you're saying. Amen. That's good. Okay, what are some things that we could encourage a new disciple to do? WWFP. WWFP stands for the word, witness, fellowship, and prayer. So somebody tell me what WWFP means. Somebody over here. Say it again. Word, witness, fellowship, and prayer. That's right. How about over here? Who knows what WWFP stands for? Right. All right. I'm trying to make you remember. It's class. Okay. Read their Bible. You tell them to read their Bible. You ask them. Which translation would you recommend they read? A new believer. What translation? you got a brand new believer, and he's going, well, what should I go buy? What are you going to tell him? Amplified. Amplified. The passion. 
The message translation. What else? Anybody else? The NIV. NLT. Got a lot of opinions, don't we? I think a brand new believer should be ESV. English Standard Version. That's the most used translation. Yeah, it's the most popular right now. Yeah, but we're talking a brand new believer. It is. It's a good translation. Yes, it is. I don't know if a brand new believer, if that would be the right one, but I would give them both. Give them that plus another one. Okay. Um, where should they start reading? Where would you recommend somebody that you're sitting down with and helping mentor and basically discipling them? Where would you tell them to start reading their Bible? Not in Genesis. Not in Genesis. That's a good advice. What else? John? Everybody agree, John? Okay. I agree. All right. What about note-taking or writing down questions that they have when they're reading the Bible when you're not around? Huh? Very good idea. And then they get, when they get together with you, then they ask you the questions, and you'll know all the answers, right? <laughs> huh? What's that? You look and find them out together. There you go. Okay, prayer, fellowship, learn to share their faith, share their testimony. So, prayer. Actually pray with them. You find somebody that you can sit down with, always enter into prayer. Right, Jim? <laughs> you do that before you leave. Okay. Teach them by example. So I shared at uh, our uh, hub group how when I got saved and was in the Navy, I met a group called the Navigators, and they taught me how to evangelize a Navy base, taught me how to read the Word, take notes, taught me how to pray, and they taught me how to memorize Scripture. And then when I left that one area in San Diego, I went to Treasure Island. There was another guy for the next four months that did the same exact thing. He continued where the other guy left off. And that's how I grew in the Lord when I was in the Navy. And then when I left there and went to my actual base that I was going to work on, they told me, Steve, ask God for a man that you can witness to, that you can avenge, that you can uh, disciple. So I said, okay. So I did. You know what happened? God, God gave me one. His name was Bob Caldor. And he, were, he and I were like this the whole time I was in the Navy in Coos Bay, Oregon. So that's the way, that's what happened to me. It might not be your testimony, but it could be your testimony now if you would share with someone and see if they would be interested in meeting you on a regular basis and learning more about the Bible if they would like to be mentored or discipled, become more of a closer follower to Jesus. It's not complicated. Okay? You share what you know. That's it. 
You don't have to go and study a bunch of things. You get together, you ask them questions. People like to talk. So you ask them questions, find out what they know, and then share some wisdom and insight and revelations that the Lord has given you over your years of experience. Last point. All right. This is just a question, that's all. A question you would ask somebody. To, that you might be interested in mentoring. Do you believe Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit, can produce a better life for you than you can on your own? That would be a question to ask somebody. Do you think, do you think, well, see, they don't know. We're, we're, we're thinking about them. We're not thinking about us here. Do you believe Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Spirit, can produce a better life for you than you can produce on your own? And if they say yes, you got somebody to mentor. Okay? Comments. Anybody have any comments? Yes. So my husband, Mike, is a member of BNI. It's a business networking international. And I don't know who founded it, but they might have been a Christian or something because it's like, this is like what they do. You meet with your people. He had a mentor that he has, and then they meet as a group once a week, and then they share for like 30 seconds something you know, about their business, I guess. But, you know, you could do it like a testimony type thing. I was like, this is like so like God thing. And then he had, a, they do one-to-one -one meetings. So they meet everybody in their group um, on a one-to-one -one meeting. They meet for an hour. And this guy had this sheet of paper that he gave to Mike, and it told like his hobbies, his interests, his goals. I was like amazed. I was like, this is like a really cool thing that, you know, you could kind of have like, I don't know, written down or whatever, because he has that same sheet that he gives to everybody. So it's kind of like, I guess, your testimony type thing. And because um, my testimony is such that I was saved young. And so I didn't really have a like before Jesus and then after Jesus that was like this miraculous thing. I was on drugs or whatever. I don't have that. But you can you can just share like what God gave you. Like I had was reading about the scripture. I said, gosh, God, that's still going on today. People have no peace. And they're all worried about all the financial stuff and all. And I said, we got you, you know, and that's something that you could like share with somebody. That's your testimony. But anyway, but I just thought that B&I thing was like a great kind of thing that, you know, is already like happening. So we just need to jump in with God instead of business stuff. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, Jim. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. When I give my testimony, I want to I point it to Jesus and what he's done, 
But sometimes I feel like, why don't I share some other people's testimonies that they can relate to? You know, if they're like a carpenter or something, and you know a carpenter that got saved, and, you know, just different things like that so that they don't, it's not about you, it's about how he's no respecter of persons. It's about everybody. And you want to come on up? We'll pray for pray for some people. You want prayer? Okay, we'll pray. We got. Yeah, one more thing. Um, you can do this. I know. I'm. I'm just took took the time to share stuff that I do and that's important to me. But I think that it's important to Jesus, and I just wanted to share. You know, he does want us to, while we're living our lives, to go and make disciples. And in the going of living our lives, to share with people, which is actually loving them. It's loving your neighbor. So it's, it's doable. You can do it. I know you can do it. It's just a matter of just opening your mouth and just being nice and polite to people and ask them, are you interested in the things of Jesus Christ? Would you like to get together? I would love to get together with you. I'll even buy you lunch. And we can chat and talk and see if that's something that's interests you, you know, to learn how to follow Jesus better. You can do it. All right, come on up, Jim. You've been listening to a teaching from Vineyard Church. For more information on teachings and special events, visit us online at www.vcjax.org. That's vcjax.org.